0: Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I want to welcome you to episode 3 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys get raw and uncut every week for your enjoyment, baby. I'm your co-host, Rich, along with my brother from another mother, Big Tim. How you doing, Tim?
1: Good, and you rich, man.
0: Doing awesome, man. Doing right awesome. on. Hey, guys, we want to thank you so much for uh, attending to our show every single Wednesday and on and loving our shows. We definitely love all the comments you've been getting. Uh and obviously we've been spe- uh spending out a little bit more on some of the other places like Spotify and different things like that. So but definitely guys, we you know we love to hear from you. So make sure whether that you're uh getting back with us hearing us uh, giving us a good feedback and also you can reach us at feedback at feedback at the unwoketheshow.com. Once again, that's feedback at unwoketheshow.com dot com. And also live uh some messages on our Twitter account at, at uh at unwoke the show as well. So at unwoke the show. We love to hear from you guys and everything. And we uh, like I said once again we just thank you so much for uh, attending our show and hearing about it, hearing loving the topics that we have going on, and we definitely want to keep this going and uh, and definitely uh, be inspiring some people, you know, laughing about some stuff, you know, just to <laughs> make show great. So, so I good, definitely you know.
1: think inspiring. I don't know, or uh, definitely think laughing. I don't know about inspiring. <laughs>
0: right, right. <laughs> good, good. So, so guys, we have for tonight. Where it's gonna be? Uh, we're actually doing an episode three uh, once again. And I know we had a couple. Tech- difficulties last time and all, but then we want to definitely thank you guys for uh, pointing that out to us We'll make sure we want to get this topic out that we love so much to be able to talk about. And also, and so today's topic for uh, episode three is about what does it mean to be a man? What's the definition of being a man? So I'll let you start off, Tim. What's
1: your thoughts? Well, I think that dynamic has changed from, you know, 40 years ago, right? I mean, let's be honest. The men went out, uh, earned the paycheck, right? Came home. Um, you know, wife took care of the family of the house and everything, right? It was very traditional in that sense. I, uh, today, I think men are more um, uh, let's say, vocal about their emotions and their mental state than you would uh, think about, you know, some 40 years ago. Um, I think the lines have blurred now on what it means to be a man in today's society. I don't know that it's necessarily being taught to males especially um probably starting at the high school age mm-hmm. um you know just the basics of going out learning how to fall learning how to hurt yourself to put some dirt on it yeah you know literally yeah to you know today of being you know let's just say the breadwinner you know if, if you know if they're married or whatever in today's society um, that pressure of being the breadwinner, right? I, I think men are being surpassed uh, by women in that sense today. Um, and I think it's tough, right? Um, you know, I can't ever remember having a conversation with my own dad saying, Tim, this is what it takes. This is what a man is. He does A, B, C, and D, or these are the traits that he has, right? A lot of that has been uh, street learning. You right. Know, absolutely. You know, if anything, some of the stuff I learned from was really from my mom about making sure, uh, putting food on the table, paying the bills, make sure there's a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. Right. It, versus, I, I think kids today, it's, what about my iPhone? What about my gaming? What, you know, what happens if somebody breaks into the house? How
0: many followers do I have?
1: Right. <laughs> I've got a thousand friends on Facebook. no. How many of those people are actually your real friends? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look at it today from a male's perspective, and I don't think those traditional thoughts are out there. Right. In, today, um, I mean, I don't know about you, Rich, but it it it's tough. You know, looking at guys today and trying to figure out. Okay, that I think that's somebody that has grasped what it means to A. I, I know I need to work hard. B. You know I'm married. I'm going to take care of my family. You know I'm going to put food on the table and make sure the bills get taken care of. I'm going to interact with my family. Um, it, you can't just go to work, grind it out, come home, and expect the wife to handle everything, and you're just sitting on the couch watching TV, right? I I think. It's definitely changed yeah i I would agree with you on that so and uh just a
0: little bit about with me is like you know I grew up in a family where it was just my mom and, you know I came from a single parent single mom home and uh and so a lot of my examples that I can recall probably comes back to uh my uncle i had a, a uncle near and dear to me uh so, which uh I spent a lot of time with him with his family and, and just kind of seeing how he uh was with my aunt you know so she was uh he was very much you know that provider type, and uh, like I say, he was very attentive to his family, and even though he was working and doing different things like that, he was just uh, very attentive and uh, trying to be that that leader that he needed. And then, you know, I say a lot of other things that were a good example was um, a lot of my close friends actually growing up. Uh, one of my best friends um, uh, back in uh, Chicago, and also I watched his dad, you know, work so hard building a business and seeing how attentive he was. He was that breadwinner when the family uh, needed something. He was just there. And, uh, and I think those are maybe subconsciously or were just some lessons that I was learning also, because as I mentioned, you know, so I came from a single mom home, so I didn't really have that aware. So, and I did realize, you know, as I got older and got a little older and a, and a little wiser and stuff that, uh, you know, I realized there were just certain things where that I knew only um, a man was going to be able to teach me. And also, and, I, and my mom was very honest with me too. She's like, yeah, Ricky, there's you know, I can teach you about how to be, you know, more. Um, understanding and different things like that, or so, but you know, but when it comes to the real things, you know, that, that a, a boy needs to know growing up, or so, you know, I had to kind of go to other avenues and uh, probably a lot, you know, for us. And I don't know if you agree with this, Tim, or probably a lot of television shows we watched and movies. and Oh, yeah, total you know, latchkey kids. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah, that's right. I mean, you yeah, know, we, come were on. Cat, we were cats with bells. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, so you get off the bus, you've got that, you know, you got your key, you get uh-huh. into the house, and yep. then. You know, if you had homework, you got your homework done. Other- mm-hmm. and otherwise, you were outside. And then when, yep, you know, make came yourself five- baloney
0: sandwiches, play, for little, play a little Nintendo, go out and play baseball. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's,
1: you knew you had to be home at 530 or 6 o'clock because that was going to be yep, dinner time. That's when time. the lights went on at summertime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, Rich, from your per- perspective, at what point did you did you develop a sense of self-awareness
0: uh, of what it? like what of being a man yeah you know, um
1: self-aware like i know i have like things. a responsibility yeah i have responsibility okay. i have to be this i know i have to do this hmm. you know i guess self-awareness also understanding you know when did your decisions and consequences when did those two yeah. you know really tie themselves together no yeah. that's a great
0: question man um i can think st- uh, distinctively uh one situation so uh my stepfather passed away when i was 11 years old in 1991 and so i realized to see how much my mom was going through and uh how much i had to really step up as you know i could say quote unquote being the man of the house mm-hmm. and so i would say uh one the one situation where i knew something came up and i probably was it was several years later and probably in my early teens and on. i remember that my mom had to make a decision about something that came in the house um and i forgot where it was but i still remember sitting next to her i don't know if we were at a bank or it was just some type of major decision that was going to happen. And I remember the person was talking about that uh, to my mom, and she's trying to decide right that. And I remember the, I remember her saying to me, what do you think, Ricky? Now, I remind you, I'm like 13, 14, 15 years old, and I'm just like <laughs> – Wait, my mom's asking me what I could, what should, should, what should we do about a, a critical thing? You know, so like, you're said, like what's
1: happening on? What's going on here? What's exactly, happening? It's like,
0: yeah, I mean, now you know you're about to make a major decision. And honestly, I see like that was the moment when I knew, okay, you officially are the man of the house and your mom is counting on you to, to do some things. And I had to do a lot of things, guys. I mean, you know, I had to I have a, uh, a younger brother. And uh, there were times, you know, when she was working, like I said, you know, as Tim and I said, you know, uh, we were both last year kids. You know, so my brother was uh, at care, which uh, for those of you guys um, who are outside the United States and also it's kind of like a, um, you could say like a preschool where sometimes people would drop their, pa- their kids off. Or so if they happen to be uh, single parents and everything, they could do that, and have that uh, access to uh, staff that would help. So, uh, so I mean, I, I was in a situation and everything, so I would get off from high school and I would have to get on a public bus, taking about two hours. I'm sorry. I'm not, excuse me, not two hours. About probably about two, maybe three miles on this uh, public bus, and go get my brother. Then we have to walk all the way back to where the bus uh, actually drops you on and off. Get back on that bus, where so to get him back into our apartment, and I was, and that was my responsibility until my mom came home. So there were a lot of. Um, there are a lot of responsibilities that were put on me as a very young kid. And of course, you know, you're getting through high school and you want to be able to right. participate in sports and stuff like that. You know, and there was a lot of things where my friends were able to experience or some going off on, uh, as I got older, a lot of them going on spring breaks and doing those different things through college. And, you know, unfortunately, like I said, you know, I because I saw how much responsibility I had, you know, I had to grow up really, really quickly. And so i probably say the combination of understanding that I was the going to be the man of the house With my uh, my stepfather passing away, and then seeing the examples of my uncle, and then some of my friends were who had fathers I had very much high respect for. That's I think that's where my moment came.
1: Okay, yeah, I would say mine came after. (sighs) That was late not gonna be honest you know they say in school (laughs) girls develop faster than boys i i definitely felt into that Mm -hmm. (laughs) into that developing much much later i probably
0: were we still making farting armpits oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know but for us
1: or for me uh the self-awareness really didn't kick in until after uh my dad passed away and i would say that at the same time probably about the uh, emotional intelligence of it as well um because my dad was my best friend, and so it it was tough, because I'm out here, it's like, I'm out here on my own now, it's like, you know, what my mom had taught me about your decisions have consequences, I, you know, I always told my girls when they were growing up, um, you know, your decisions have consequences, but it was also, you know, that self-awareness that, okay, even in the professional, even my professional care, career was like, yeah, that was me, you know, that I think that's really the time where I developed into um, taking ownership of my feelings, taking ownership of my responsibilities. Um, and and I, I think it also helped when, you know, I met my girlfriend, now wife, you know, th- we had kids in the house. And so it was one of those things where now I had to start setting the example. Right. I, I couldn't go, you know could I go out with the boys on a Friday or Saturday night and get hammered? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Then I started looking, I'm like, okay, I got to start setting a better example. And so I would definitely say in my twenties, um, that's really when I started to develop that sense of responsibility, sense of, uh, awareness, sense of self. Yeah. Really. And, yeah. you know, it, it was tough.
0: Yeah. My
1: bad. You know, you know, Having to grow up, and I'm sure you can, you know, relate to this. You almost kind of grow up quickly. Yeah, right. It kind of sobers you up when you <laughs> when yeah. all of a sudden you've got other people you're responsible for. I mean, yeah,
0: Tim. I mean, being honest with you, I mean, for me, it was a thing where it's like I I'm actually honest with people. I was like you know, I feel like for a majority of the time, I kind of missed a good portion of my 20s just because there was so much that was put on me at that time, and also, but you know, maybe some of you guys, you know, out there in Unwoke the Nation, they asked like, well, Rich, you know, do you regret it? No. Because it made me the type of man that I am today. So, you know, I don't regret that at all. It's just, you know, sure, was tough, as Tim was saying about his own life story, you know, but um, but yeah, it, it gave me some really great lessons and it taught me about being tough. You know, my mom is a person where she's very, very much, uh, I could say, a perfectionist and also, but, but you understand why. I mean, because, right. I mean, she had everything on her. So, you know, there was really not a lot of room for mistakes or anything like that, and I think I picked up a couple of those traits myself. Uh, but but I understood it. But you know, like I said, I think it was just kind of later, probably around that late teens, early twenties, you know, where I start to learn a little bit more from uh, men that I did respect, and you know, learn those traits. It's like, hey, you know, be responsible, take personal responsibility. Like you said, you know, your you know your decisions have consequences, and you know, um, like I said, you know, the world expects you, you know, to you know, to do what you need to do, to perform, to uh, to be that type of man.
1: And I just don't know if those values have come through in today's generation. Right. I mean, so many kids, I just look at it, and men, specifically boys, just so soft today.
0: Oh, gosh, yes.
1: And, you know, there's this transitioning of, you know, what I guess what we could call um, old world traditions, right? The man goes out and works, the wife stays mm-hmm. home. You know, that dynamic is completely flipped now. Mm-hmm. You know, with their, the number of women uh, seeking higher education is much higher than men.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this whole I'm a boss babe thing mm-hmm. versus men who are still sitting in their basements at their parents' house playing video games or also who are introverts. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, I think that's part of it. But I don't know that masculinity is necessarily being taught either.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, uh, probably not taught as much as when you and I were growing up. And uh, and quite honestly, Tim, I mean, I don't know if we would even, I, I I speak for myself. And also, I don't know if I was aware of the term masculinity and also, well, we definitely kind of saw it in a way. You know, it's kind of what we said before. It's kind of like, you know, seeing things on movies and television and all that. So I mean, we grew up with Rambo and Arnold Schwarzenegger and all those different um uh, you know those different types of people. Where so that's kind of what we tried to. Uh, that's what we had to emulate in a way. Where it was like, oh, subconsciously, that's what you're supposed to be. You know, for a man and all. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, I think the the way boys are now are ex- they're just really really soft. They're expecting things. And you and I had this conversation earlier. You know, they're expecting things. You know, the expediency factor. It's like you know, I I want to be great and everything. And that was two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, those you know that type of mentality. And it's like you know, guys, it doesn't uh, work that way. And it seems like you know. Boys can be just overly sensitive. You know, they're very, it's like, you know, that's oh, a good point. Yeah, it's like that, you know, that level of
1: sensitivity is just is mind boggling to me. Oh, yeah, today.
0: it's like, it's like, a, I mean, the way kids, it sounds like way kids are now where it's like, it's like, like they're a bomb with a short fuse. And it's like, you know, oh, I don't like your shoes. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean you don't like my shoes? I, I, I just don't get it, you know? So, I mean, I, it, it just, it just, I don't understand it. I really, really just don't. I mean, people say, hey, you know, I don't like your shoe, I don't like your shirt. All right, that's perfectly fine to work. So, you know, kid uh, nowadays and their thing you know, you know, get a bully or wants to pick on them or something like that. Or it's like, you know, for them, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm, I am I got I got this mental thing going on or whatever case may be. When you and I were growing up, it was one of those things like, oh, you got a problem with me? OK, see you after school, you know, see you after the bus and yep that's yep. exactly
1: what we did yep. you know worked so, it out
0: yeah worked it out narrative like that you kick his bike it's like and you know keep walking you know so
1: Shoot, i had two other brothers in the house that was just us on a wednesday night after just having a bad day at school we just i felt sorry for my mom at times because <laughs> we would just wail on each other mm-hmm. i mean we'd just be sweating and everything we tired we'd finally you know we worked it out and everybody went to their you know room and everything and the next day you go to school and people are asking you know oh my god where'd you get that bruise from it was like oh, i just got into it with my brother last right. night and then you just left it at that and mm-hmm. life went on mm-hmm. right but I, today i don't I, I couldn't imagine
0: oh gosh I, I i would not want to grow up as a kid now that, no that's, oh my goodness it is absolutely crazy
1: um so i mean so where does that leave us in the in the masculine space i think you know, being a man, you know, tying in with masculinity, I, I today, it's still, you mentally and emotionally tough. Yes. For me. Um, some of those old world traditions, um, go out and work, put food on the table. Um, you know, if you're a two-income house, great. If your wife's working too, you know, that's great. You're working as a team. Um, and... I mean that's fine, but there's just certain things like go out and uh, work on the car. Yes, right. How do you change
0: How do you change tire?
1: Yeah, how do you change a tire? You know, it's there's just certain traditional roles. You know, in in my house with my girls and stuff, I'm looked at as Mister Fix it. Go do this, right? Um, You know, my wife. I always check the fluids in the car, right? We're going back to the whole cars thing, right? They're just certain things. Men go out and mow the grass, although, you know, my youngest like to mow the grass too and stuff. But I mean, those are those types of, you know, activities and stuff today. Yeah. That, you know, I see some kids out there that are, they look like they're working hard mowing grass. But I mean, that's just, to me, it's again, mentally tough, physically tough. And it's not, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out and kick somebody's ass type tough that's right that's not physically tough that's just you just being a dumbass right um i think there's a level of compassion built in uh, in there as well mm-hmm. I, th- I i think in today and at least for me you have to have on a certain level um mm-hmm. the mental aspect of it for sure you know getting back to being the mentally tough you just not everything goes right in the house you know un- unexpected bill how you manage that right yeah. um but also interacting with the family just because you work all day as a man doesn't give you the excuse to sit on your couch at home at night and ignore everybody else i i, I don't get that why would you get married and have a family if all you're going to do is just sit on the couch and not want to spend time exactly with That's your like kids roommates yeah pretty much at that point so mm. it it just it doesn't make sense to me in that in uh, that sense so i just I don't know if it's not, if being a man, if kids aren't taught that because maybe the parents weren't taught that.
0: I think that's it. I mean, because if you think about it, I mean, you know, you you might ask that question for some people. You know, if if some people unfortunately grew up where they were in, you know, where they had maybe an abusive father or whatever the case may be, where the likeliness is where so that father probably went through some of that when he was growing up and thought that was a normality and therefore it, it just kind of goes down, you know, the family line mm-hmm. and everything. It doesn't mean that, now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you know, Unwoke Nation or where that can't stop. I mean, it's like, yeah, there's no justification for it, and obviously there's, you know, it doesn't mean that it can't stop, you know, so, but I think that's probably where a lot of it, you know, kind of uh, comes from, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I get that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just think that it's, um, we're just looking at how society just is now. It's like, you know, every kid where as soon as somebody says something bad to him, where he wants a, quote, safe space, you know, and uh, yeah, I know it's just, it just, uh. like, like, really, it's, it's like, you know, you got to hold on to a teddy bear and everything. So I, I, I have a friend of mine who works uh, in the, in a school system, and, uh, and I don't know if you ever heard this, Tim, because I know your kids are a little older. And uh, and I think she uh, t- had told me there was one occasion where I guess some kid was flipping out in in class or whatever like that. And I guess their protocol is that if the kid is in class and he starts, like, pushing things or tables or something like that, you take all the kids, the rest of the kids that are in class, you take them out of class and you just basically let the kid
1: work it out. You tell me they're allowing to have a tantrum in the classroom while everybody else is waiting outside yeah is that is that what's happening that's okay that's just flat out insanity yeah
0: they pretty much that's what they're doing they're uh, and that's what they told me they basically they'll let them throw their tantrum and do all that other stuff and it's like wait a minute no that doesn't that
1: doesn't help anything no that's terrible that's
0: gonna make him even he or she more you know of like oh when I don't want some, okay, I can just start flipping, you know, flipping desks and throwing pencils and doing all that different stuff. It's like...
1: Okay, at that point, you'd punish the parents, you punish the teacher for, absolutely. Uh, for, for allowing that. Exactly,
0: happen. exactly, because if it's going on at, in the classroom, I can imagine what's going on at oh, home. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, he's, he's whining, here you go.
0: Exactly. It's just, you know, and that's, that's what it is, where you get those parents where, like, uh, I had one time where kids was throwing a fit, and I think I was at some, um, I think I was at some state fair, and... Uh, the kid was standing there with his father, and I think we were standing in line, and the kid's on a fit, and he kept telling the kid to stop, and they like that, so and I'll never forget that. <laughs> I laugh about it now. And uh, and so he says to me, he tells you know, Little Johnny, where it's like, you know, Little Johnny, stop what you're doing. And then he asks him this question. What punishment do you think I should give you? Huh? Yeah. He actually asked, the kid was probably about, I don't know, probably like six, seven years old. You're asking a six or seven year old child, what punishment should I give you?
1: Okay, that's where I want to walk up and go to the parent and be like, what punishment do you deserve?
0: Exactly. For being that downright
1: stupid. Uh, see, that's just, it, it. again, it reinforces kids the way they're growing up and just mm-hmm. this over, you know, this over, uh, oh, I can't even, I'm following with my words right now, just because of, of hearing that story is it just, <laughs> just these soft, uh, you had to be there. man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just imagine my face. I man. mean, just like, like it's some special snowflake and that just is oh, not gosh. the case, you know? So I think to kind of wrap it all up, there's a, here's a nice little quote that I have. I think that for me, I, I identify with this, and I think this even fits me to a T in my own house. Is for me, masculinity is about the one who protects and who provides, right? Yes, I, we, are, agree. We, we are. We are. I'm in a. Um, you know, my both my wife and I work. Um, we wouldn't have the things that we have if it didn't take the two of us working. But I think um, she still looks to me. I think to i think ultimately make the decision we talk it out and stuff but I, you know there are times where she's um i've made the final call i think uh masculinity for men is also about the you know the ones who open the jars climbs the ladder yep you know killing bugs and the masculine and also defending his family and yeah. you know his own life mm-hmm. you know To me, those are traditional masculine traits, and to me, that's what I think it takes, um, or that's what my definition would be of what it means to be a man.
0: Yeah, and I I agree with a lot of those too, Tim. Uh, You know, I'm very much a person where, and I brought this up on the episodes before, and so when it comes to being a man, and it comes to you know whether it's you are, you know, bringing a lady into your life and uh and just being that person that man who can stand up for so i i i said this on the previous episodes and all that you know a father when he is standing in front of the man who wants to marry his his daughter he asks one question when the shit hits the fan can you take care of my daughter
1: it's a great question it is
0: it's a phenomenal question that every father should be able to ask for so is this man going to be able to provide for my daughter my my future grandkids all those different things, you know, so now, and like I said, the mentality of having it where it might sound like it's, you know, where, oh, you know, this is a guy just being controlling or anything like that. That's not it at all, words. so, it is an innate trait for a man to want to protect his family. That's just a normal, normal thing. Now, of course, as we just said, we're not seeing a lot of that now, but it's like, I, it, it, for me being a man, it's like, you know, knowing that my wife. Can be in a situation when i get married hopefully one day <laughs> hopefully one day but you know but you know that when i know that my wife my future wife can say you know what i am proud of my husband because he does everything this side of the moon to make sure that me and his kids are doing good you yes. know we have a roof on our heads we're doing all this stuff and she might work too and that's great i mean right. it's like yeah because i think that's a great thing it's like you know that to me it's like you know sometimes i use that term being a power couple is just both of them making millions of dollars or like that. But you know what? In the nowadays we're knowing that 50% of, of marriages nowadays end up in divorce, anytime you can find a couple who are working together, they're working on not only just keeping the family together, keeping the kids together, but they're keeping their, their marriage together or keeping it strong, keeping it spicy and stuff like that, that's a power couple. That is something that's where That is the unicorn in the forest
1: nowadays, <laughs> okay? So all
0: you guys out there, men, men, women, if you guys are out there and you're doing your best to make sure to keep your man or your woman happy, and and doing all those different things where you guys are a power couple right now, I'm just letting you know that. So definitely be proud of it, and also we're proud of of uh, that here at the Unwoke Show, and also. But but like I said, guys, that's that's what it means to be a man for me.
1: Fantastic, guys! Thanks so much for joining us this evening, and we will catch you on our next episode.
0: Awesome, guys! Thank you again for being a part. Of so definitely check out on us for the next episode, and remember, we love to hear from you guys. So so definitely give us feedback. You can reach us at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. That's feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Thanks, guys, again, or we will see you next Wednesday.